0: Door. We've gotten about a hundred texts with people of suggestions of dogs you should get. Various rescues you can go to and that sort of thing.
1: We'll talk about that next segment. So uh yeah. yeah. So there's
0: an awful lot of that. Also got some Charles Manson texts. Maybe we'll hit those a little later too. Okay. All right.
1: Sure. Right now let's uh welcome Daniel Miller, an LA Times staff writer, to the show. Daniel is covering Uh, The recent accusations against Def Jam impresario Russell Simmons, uh, Director Brett Ratner, uh, some ugly stories indeed. Daniel, welcome. How are you, sir?
2: I'm all right. Thanks so much for having me. uh, It's our
1: pleasure. I'm sorry it's under uh, some rather troubling, uh, you know, for some troubling subject matter, because the allegations against these two fellows are pretty serious. Tell us about it.
2: That's right. These are serious allegations. So uh, my colleagues and I reported a story that said that... um, Brett Ratner, uh, director, probably best known for the Rush Hour franchise, and Russell Simmons, who was the co-founder of Def Jam Jam Recordings, uh, were uh, involved in uh, a situation with a young fashion model in 1991, where Simmons is alleged to have sexually assaulted her. He denies this. And meanwhile, uh, Brett Ratner is alleged to have essentially sat and watched as this happened. The model said that she pleaded with Ratner for help, and he simply sat there and did nothing. Um, well, like and says, she
1: said that judging by the look on his face, it was clear they were in on it together, this attempted that's, rape.
2: That's right, and it's sort of a chilling scene that she painted. Um, of course, Ratner and Simmons, uh, as I mentioned, have denied these allegations, and um, Brett Ratner is an interesting figure in Hollywood because he surrounded himself with many uh, powerful and high-profile men. Uh, In many cases, these were older men that were like father figures to him. Russell Simmons is one of those people. Uh, James Toback, a film director accused of sexual misconduct, is another one of uh, Brett Ratner's uh, friends and mentors. So uh, our story looked at this world that these men were in. Some women said there was a culture of enabling in this world.
0: You Well, yeah, it certainly sounds like there has been. Now, Ratner's had some other accusations before this one, right? Am I right?
2: That's right. That's right. Uh, my colleagues and I did a story uh, at the beginning of the month that um, had six women in, it, women in it who accused Ratner of a range of sexual misconduct, uh, including harassment to um, forced sex acts. And um, uh, there were some very high-profile actresses who were making those allegations, among them Olivia Munn. Uh, and actress Natasha Henstridge. Uh, Ratner denied those claims in that story. Uh, But uh, since that story broke, uh, we've been continuing to report on Ratner, uh, who uh, has had some um, issues with Warner Brothers, the company where he's done a lot of business. Warner Brothers uh, opted to not renew its production deal with Ratner. So things are certainly changing for him in the Hollywood landscape. So
0: how are you as a reporter, how are you looking at these stories now? I mean, we went we went from, uh, you know, just a couple of weeks ago from an era where if a woman contacted a newspaper or a TV station or whatever and said these things, people just went, "Eh, what are you going to do? She could be crazy and ignored them to now everything makes it to print and everybody believes it. What how are you handling this as a reporter?
2: Well, I would say as a reporter just to to sort of offer my perspective, uh, from my perspective, it's not true that everything makes it to print. We are pretty dogged, and uh, our reporting of these cases, we take them very seriously. Obviously, the accusations are serious, and um, you'll probably note in in our coverage that we often have contemporaneous corroboration from uh, people who knew women at the time they were making allegations. Uh, uh, We don't take this stuff lightly, and um, I think it's fair to say that, look, after the Harvey Weinstein uh, scandal upended Hollywood uh, back in early October, uh, the climate change, um, you know, after those first two reports by The New York Times and New Yorker magazine, which were incredible pieces of journalism, it, it's, it's obvious that people felt empowered to come forward and talk about their experiences. And it's not just women. It's men as well. And the landscape is changing, and I think Hollywood continues to be on edge as a result.
0: Well, I'm trying myself to figure out, when I hear this stuff, how believable do I think this is? And uh, I've heard a couple of people throw out, one, the example you gave of, of are, are there people that say, yeah, they were telling us that at the time? You know, uh, uh, so, so you got that. And then also, like in the Roy Moore case... These women didn't know each other and there's nobody has put them together in any way. It doesn't seem like they coordinated in any way that they've ever met each other. So that that helps the believability of these stories, too. Do you think?
2: I think that's probably the case for some people. Uh, I would say this. um, It's been an uncanny experience as a reporter, because when you talk to these alleged victims of sexual uh, misconduct, um, it's clear that they don't know each other. And yet they are often telling stories that are so similar in terms of uh, the experiences they've had with, with men in the entertainment industry. So even though they um, are not in contact with each other or not necessarily friends or anything like that, uh, this pattern sometimes begins to emerge as you report out these cases.
1: Daniel Miller of the L.A. Times is online. Daniel, you're talking about how carefully you vet these stories before they go to print. This is talk radio. Are there any wildly irresponsible allegations <laughs> that you'd like to air? No, don't don't even answer that. Um, listen, on a more serious note, um, Russell Simmons is denying uh, the charges in your story, and he'd better because what is described in your story is forcible rape. I mean, one thing we don't we don't particularly love the the term sexual assault around here um, because it can be anything from an unwanted brushing of the back of a hand against a breast to forcible rape. And, and they're very different things. Uh, but this is ugly stuff you're talking about.
2: That's right. The allegations against uh, Russell Simmons are quite serious, and he strongly, strongly denied them. And uh, as our story notes, uh, he provided uh, the statement of uh, a witness, uh, a former assistant, who essentially denied the allegations uh, as well. And he provided uh, the statements of two anonymous people. Uh, also essentially denying the allegations. So he is taking it seriously um, as a reporters. I,
1: and I'm sorry, remind me, what time period are we talking about?
2: So the one incident that I that we've uh, been speaking about today is uh, an incident involving a 17-year-old fashion model at the time in 1991 named Kerry, Klaus, and Kaligi. Okay. Uh, and, and that's what uh, he's responding to with these forceful denials. Our story also includes uh, another incident involving brett ratner uh, allegedly forcing a woman to perform a sex act on him and uh, in the context of this woman's encounter with uh, brett ratner she claims that she had a conversation with russell simmons at the same time and he made a, a lewd comment to her mm. he says that he cannot recall this interaction with this woman and that it happened many years ago
1: yeah Daniel Miller of the L.A. Times. Uh, Daniel, we sure appreciate the time, uh, some solid stuff. Oh, Jack, I, I one actually more.
0: do have one more question. Do you, do you have a concern that there's going to be a fairly high-profile story come out sometime in the near future where it turns out the woman is making it up? Because we're, we're, it seems like the pendulum has swung so far the other direction, or do you think uh, most legitimate journalists are doing a real good job?
2: Oh, I think that legitimate journalists are doing uh, a good job. There's some incredible work that's coming out whether it's at newspapers or magazines or online or uh, on radio or TV to, to look into this issue and handle it with great care. Um, you know, uh, certainly uh, what you suggest is a worry for some, but, you know, uh, obviously w- we take this seriously.
1: Cool. Indeed. Daniel Miller mm-hmm. of the Los Angeles Times. Daniel, thanks a million. Good to talk to you. Thanks for having me. You got it. Well done. Yeah, this is this is nasty stuff. And here. Russell
0: Simmons is a really big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, Sean. Yes, yes, he yes. is. Yeah, you're you're into that he, kind yeah, of music.
3: He was regarded as one of the kind of the Mount Rushmore faces of the the like hip hop and rap was created in his dorm room with like three other people, oh, and okay. they created Def Jam records, and it all kind of sprung out from there. You know, I haven't read most of the the article. It's just it's a culture of I remember when I
1: was a teenage lad, my dad was talking to me about women and how to treat women and the rest of it. And he talked about guys he knows and work with who use women and throw them away. Like, I can't remember what his metaphor was, but I'm sure it was uh, colorful. Um, And in reading this article, there's a culture of guys in Hollywood, and just in general, who who use women and throw them away. And and whether they say no or not doesn't really enter into it if they're so powerless, like a 17-year-old model. You did, No, just doesn't mean anything. No means, all right, I'm going to have to force her.
0: I wouldn't get that sense from most hip-hop videos. Mm.
1: That's sarcasm. That my, was clearly sarcastic. I know sarcasm when I hear
0: it. My son was actually practicing his sarcasm over the weekend, my uh, second grader. Oh, He'd great. say something. He'd say, that was sarcastic. Did it sound sarcastic or did it sound regular? Wow, I'd honing his sarc- sarcasm. I said, that sounded pretty sarcastic. But that other one, that sounded regular. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> sarcasm lessons. <laughs> Well, he's studying under the master, unfortunately, <laughs> as I have had many people say, you, everything you say sounds sarcastic. If you say, I love you, it sounds sarcastic. <laughs> oh, that's rough. I just, it's my tone of voice.
1: Gotta work on that. Maybe uh, he needs to give you I? sincere listens. Lessons. Do lessons. I? Oh, I said listens.
0: <laughs> Damn it!
1: <laughs> oh, you're a great
0: radio personality. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, mm, okay, well, he he feels like the journalism is doing a pretty good job at the high levels. and
1: yeah I so think far they probably are your responsible uh publications here
0: sure, yeah so far there's none, none of these high profile that i don't think are gonna turn out to be true
1: it's it's just so hard to say i mean it's the classic it's a cliche but he said she said to this seventeen year old gal who's uh, there are three people in the room she's accusing two of them of raping her and they say no we didn't
0: it's a tough one um i i haven't read this one but a lot of the the accusers just i just I just listen to them talk or read the way they said it to the reporter, and it just sounds incredibly believable. You need to have yeah. to be a particularly good fiction writer to make it sound that realistic.
1: You know what we really need to do as a society is get beyond the idiotic moment we've been in for quite some time where to counsel women, particularly young women, girls, teenage girls, to counsel them about keeping themselves safe. Is called, you know, victim blaming or slut shaming. Trying to explain to a young woman, don't get in that situation. Don't go two steps down that road because that road tends to be slippery. And before you know it, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in a situation you can't control anymore. The idea that, you know, you can... Well, I don't want to get too far into it because I don't need the headaches. But I think it really helps... Especially as you're raising kids to remember that we're animals that homo sapiens are animals and that if you send out various signals They're designed over millions of years to provoke certain responses and you can't pretend that isn't true If you're if you look sexually provocative, you are going to provoke sexual feelings, including among scumbags, animals, people who can't control urges, et cetera, et cetera. It's not a good idea. That's not slut shaming. That's not. Oh, because a woman dresses a certain way, you can rape her. I mean, seriously, if you don't understand the, the middle ground I'm plying here, I'm not sure I could explain it to you if you gave me all day. Well, enough said.
0: We're going to have, aren't we, at some point, another one of those deals like the Rolling Stones had where it's just completely... The band? No, the magazine when oh. they uh, brought down that fraternity and all those... Oh, right. And it turned out to just be completely phony.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's practically inevitable because this stuff is hot. But You know, for now... I mean this gal if you read this LA Times piece and we'll have a link to it at armstrongandgettyradio.com these guys need to get brought down. So so far so good.
0: Full on rapists. Yes. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Not posing for a not funny picture with your hands over her chest. Full on raping somebody. God, that's amazing. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show.
1: He knew that then Far from home We're gonna be talking about prison recidivism rates in oh the pre depression southern Midwest, and we're gonna be talking about it for a very, very long time. Here we go, here we go, Harry Potter and the half-hour lecture. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, another judgment passed down from CBS's old, old
4: Sheldon. Alright, this is <laughs> not... you are a boor. You're a boo! Don't no, don't stop! Don't you talk to me! That's not a word! I did
0: not raise either of you to act this way. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Old, old Sheldon. (laughs) Another half hour lecture from Harry Potter. That's pretty funny stuff. That, of course, is uh, Stephen Colbert and John Oliver making fun of each other at an event over the weekend. Raising money for uh, autism research and that sort of thing. Good for them.
1: I wish I-, I heard some things lately John Stewart said about comedy and partisanship that I thought were absolute horse crap. Really annoyed me. I wanted to grab him by his little shirt and shake him, but eh, that was funny.
0: I wish I were speed learner. Take two. Can I try? Speaking this again? of words that aren't, I wish I were speed learner Max Deutsch. I'll tell you about Max Deutsch coming up. Really, a speed learner. Mm. Fascinating story. Lives in San Francisco. Can you learn
1: how to be a speed learner Slowly. I don't think you can.
0: I think you got to be born with his brain. Right. Yeah, exactly. But uh, stay tuned.
1: Did you uh, see that story about that child prodigy uh, musician gal on 60
0: Minutes a couple yeah. weeks ago? Yeah, it's an incredible that they haven't yeah. unlocked that. Yeah. I wonder if someday they will be able to unlock the human brain to be able to do that. Every, every You know, the, the random kid like that one who has that kink to where you can just learn... Anything about music or anything about language or anything about mathematics or whatever. And if they could do that for everybody, of course, would we all go crazy <laughs> if we could learn everything easily as a, as an eight-year-old? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But the uh-huh. brain is capable of doing that, obviously. Some brains are. Well, maybe all brains are
3: if you just mm, get them. Nah. <laughs> nah. Let me introduce you to some of my friends. <laughs> Well, you spend an hour with these brains, you'll know it's not true. So
1: you want to unlock the brain. I just wanted to unlock my back gate. I had a, uh, a padlock go bad on me. Combination lock? Mm. It just broke. It wouldn't work anymore. And I have I have some uh, bolt cutter things. Right? They're not the super big ones. They're just medium sized. And, you know, I'm a reasonably fit and athletic uh, man of uh, 400 years. Uh, I cut that puppy off in about 20 yeah. seconds.
0: It's always disappointing. I have giant bolt cutters, and it just, it is... Oh, if you had a big one, please. It's like butter. It's effortless. It makes you wonder why you even put it on there. You're keeping away people who don't have bolt cutters. Well,
3: right, yeah. (laughs) Children children or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, locks aren't designed to stop criminals. They're designed to keep honest people honest.
0: But man, it's not even, it doesn't even require effort. Or, Or to make people produce
1: bolt cutters. You see somebody with bolt cutters next to a rack of bikes, you don't wonder what are they're doing, you know mm, so look. yeah that's that's all you're doing. you're trying to make them make a little more noise and a little more time, but anyway, yeah, I was disappointed by that, but uh part of it i I was looking at the gates and the fence and the rest of it because we're I'm dangerously close to to getting a dog a dog a dog man's best friend, yes, that's what they say ow, 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 ow. down, girl, I um, have like nine you want a couple
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, thank you. But I just I want I I I want to make sure I'm 100% committed because I know. I know I've had dogs. I know what the commitment is and and how it changes various aspects of, uh, you know, your life and your flexibility to do this, that and the other. There are, and I've, I've been footloose and fancy free now for a little while and I just want to be sure but Man, I was getting, I surprised myself. I was getting all emotional about it over the weekend, thinking about Onyx and, and how much I miss him and what it would be like to have a, a new doggy buddy and the rest of it. And, and Plus, my daughter's constantly lobbying.
3: Picture Not him for her, because she doesn't live with me anymore. She just wants me to have a dog.
0: Picture him chewing up your sprinkler system and then oh. see if you feel the same way. Then you're ready.
3: Unrelated story to that, I'm always telling my friends to get a boat. I think all my friends should have a boat. <laughs> yes. That's good. That's a,
1: right. Yeah. Chewing up the sprinkler system. God, it's so screwed up
0: already. That wouldn't be that big a deal. I could live with that. We're digging up your whatever.
3: Now, have you started picturing the breeds? Do you have a range of sort of dogs that you're looking at? or Are you, you yeah. going to go puppy?
1: No. I don't blame you. I'm going to adopt a, a, a like a shelter dog. Um and uh, I actually like training dogs, so th- it's fun for me. I love it. Um, so yeah, I don't. I just I have to make a hundred percent sure. But oh man, I was just picturing uh, you know my doggy buddy walking along, taking walks, mm-hmm. fetching the ball, sitting with me as I watch the news. Me thinking, God, the world is miserable. Leaving a but,
0: leaving a load on your white carpet just
1: to remind me that. Not all of life is white carpet. There are loads. <laughs> Into each life a little load must fall, wow. as the poet said. But in, so I'm sitting there watching the news as I do every single day. And I'm thinking, God, I hate, I hate Homo sapiens. The world is miserable. And I look, there's my doggy buddy. I'd be happier. That's, that's Delaney. She says, Dad, I see with dogs you're happy. Dogs make you happy. Mm. You will be
0: happier if you have a dog.
1: I got yeah, some dogs. Well you mind your place, girly, is what I say to her.
0: I got a number of dogs. Some of the dogs make me happier, some of the dogs make me less happy. Mm. So it depends. Mm. Like my our pug makes me happy, mostly. Pugs Lee McPug face? Yeah. Till his eyes pop out. That's gonna be hard to look at.
1: Oh God, put him back in. Put him back in.
0: I'll tell you what, I've always been a big dog person, but having that little dog that you just you just pick it up. If it's causing you <laughs> any problems, you just Right. Okay, go over here.
1: I was always a big dog guy, too, until, uh, w- you remember Alan we used to work with? Well, of course, I know you do. But he had a little dog named Princess, which is a hell of a thing for a grown man. Um, I remember that. But what was that? Was that What kind of dog was that? That wasn't a Pekingese, was it? Rottweiler. No, no, it was a fuzzy little dog. Hmm. That thing was the sweetest thing ever. And I thought, eh, I could
3: have a little dog. Yeah, the little but no, I'm like, like a probably...
0: Pomeranian? It oh, might have been, actually. It might actually little, have been that. A little fuzzball I think it thing? Was a Pomeranian. Yeah. A
3: Pomeranian. Bingo. Yeah. If, if the dog's named Princess, 80% chance it's a Pomeranian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care if
1: you're Richard Simmons. You shouldn't have a dog named Princess. He's yeah. a grown man. But, um. Pugsito is
0: cute. We really like him. Is that uh, what you call him? That's what he's become. Pugsito. They like that song, and it <laughs> just kind of happened.
1: How about uh, I, I will just tell you this Sean boy I uh, I've I've been a Labrador retriever guy since my childhood so uh there's a very good chance I'll swing that way mm. I just I know how their minds work and I'm comfortable with them and, and the rest of it so I don't know yeah
0: I don't know it's a commitment it is a commitment. My my parents, uh, my dad says that he's going to get a dog when he's like no longer traveling or doing anything. So the period between kids leaving home, which has now been many years, mm-hmm. and to get a dog has been quite a long period of not being tied down. So they can pick up and go anywhere they want, anytime they want. Yeah. How about a nice dog sitter though? Yeah, so you can house do that. sitter yeah, slash sure. dog sitter. Yeah, we do that. You all need the can stay time. in my
1: house. I don't care. Steal all my stuff. Just leave
0: a guitar or two. Yeah, we do that all the time. I'll
3: watch your dog, Joe. My wife did get her earrings
0: earrings stolen once, but that's fine. Oh, boy. What are you going to do? That's not fine. Can't prove it. So what are you going to do? Nothing. You're just going to be stolen from. I should have been more careful on who I chose. Yeah. Yeah, true that. Let some rando into your house from Craigslist. Not a good idea. The dog was fine. The human, awful. Mm. Once again. Is it going to sleep in bed with you? No. No. Will it Uh, sit on the couch with you? Uh, no. Will it have a seat at the table? No. Okay. It's a dog. Will it ride uh, in the car with you? A hundred percent, yes.
1: Oh, we'll go for long trips together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I am well, What's the alternative? Make it run along beside me?
3: <laughs> Hurry up. It's got to go. Come on. we got like two and a half hours to go. Well, I the, do. You've got like a day judging by your foot speed. We're getting on the freeway. Yeah, you only have the on-ramp to build up the speed. That's right. Might might want to take a couple of laps from the water bowl. Uh, yeah,
1: of course. Yeah, he'll have it hanging his head out the window and the rest of it.
0: You will get... Between now and tomorrow morning, a thousand emails of people to uh, have a dog for you or a rescue for you. Oh, no, really? Oh, yeah. We've already gotten a hundred texts.
1: Well, I yeah, I have a rescue place I'm in touch with, but well, I appreciate the input. Mm-hmm. I you
3: don't, know that I that's fine, and and they may they get their dogs adopted pretty quickly, so maybe I'll find it somewhere else. I don't think I'll ever reach the age where pump faking my dog will ever not make me
0: smile. <laughs> oh, you're a cruel <laughs> bastard. They like it. The old fake
1: tennis ball. Where's the tennis ball now? (laughs) Nobody knows. She's
0: a wizard. (laughs)
4: It's amazing. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, I got to tell you, I don't think I've told this story on the air in years. I actually knew one of the people killed by Charles Manson's cult. No kidding. We're going to get into that. Trump's got a new crackdown on North Korea. And this Thanksgiving, all you need for dinner is a can of Pringles. I'll explain. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I'm going to be disappointed if I sit down and there's just a can of Pringles.
0: Am I? <laughs>
1: am I stoned and friendless in this
0: scenario? <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show.
4: You ain't nothing but a
0: Marshall Phillips has our news.
4: Notorious cult leader Charles Manson is dead. The 83-year-old Manson died on Sunday night at a hospital in Bakersfield, California. Back in the summer of 1969, Manson had directed members of the cult. He called his family to kill actress Sharon Tate and six others. Now, one of those six others who got killed was a guy I knew named Jay Sebring. Jay Sebring at the time was the hair stylist for celebrities. When I was in high school trying to break into acting, I went to his Hollywood salon because that's where a bunch of my friends who were musicians said, that's where you go, get your hair cut there, it is really cool. And I did a bunch of times and one of those times, Sebring actually cut my hair. And this was at a time when barbers would charge maybe a buck or two to cut a uh, guy's hair. Sebring charged fifty dollars and up. Holy cow! His Did hair. your hair look pretty good after oh, your visit? Oh, it looked great. Hmm? I, I should bring in some pictures. I do have. I do have the mini bouffant uh, that was awesome. famous during oh, We'd like the to yeah. see that. Anyway, his clients included Warren Beatty, uh, Steve McQueen. He flew to Vegas every three weeks to cut the hair of Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. Wow! Kirk Douglas requested that he do the hairstyling for the movie Spartacus, and he later designed the Doors. Jim Morrison's free-flowing hairstyle. That was some good hair. And yeah. Charles Manson killed him
0: for some reason. Yeah, he was, had
4: well, his people killed him. He was with uh, Sharon Tate. They were all partying yeah. together and everybody in the house got wiped out. So anyway, uh, again, uh, you know, he cut my hair once and I, I knew him a little bit, but he, a good guy. Uh, he was 36 years old and he had already built up an empire.
0: And the theme of the day has been how does God allow Charles Manson to live into his 80s and, you know, your friend from high school gets cancer and dies when he's 28. Right, know?
4: right. Hard to figure out. All right, another story. President Trump just moments ago at the White House. Today, the United States is designating North Korea as a state sponsor of terrorists. Yes, Trump should have happened a long time ago. Should have happened years ago.
0: How, I don't understand the uh, what's going on here. Is it a legal designation that matters? Why? Why weren't they already?
4: Uh, they uh, they were dropped back, and I think. Two thousand six, when they were going back and forth trying to get them to stop their new uh, program. Gotcha.
0: We used it as a negotiating
4: a carrot, tool, yeah, yeah. which yeah.
0: obviously didn't do do anything.
4: Right. Enough carrots. Back to the stick. Yeah. Trump says the designation will impose further penalties on that country. North Korea is joining Iran, Sudan, and Syria on the U.S. list of state sponsors of terrorism.
1: Wapo with a long piece interviewing a bunch of uh, defectors. Over the weekend, really interesting. One, you know, one of the more interesting cases in there was a. Uh, here is a story right here. It's a soldier yep. from the North Korean Army. Um, did I say Vietnam? Anyway, North Korean Army. Right. Um, and this guy was weak, underfed, wormy. Yep. And this is, you know, theoretically the army, the the armed forces get all the the good stuff and mm-hmm. the rest of it. No, this guy was falling apart. Right. And so they're, yeah, they're struggling. He, yeah, yeah. He, tried
4: to, he tried to dash across the border into South Korea, and they shot him down. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and the other aspect of it that I found really interesting was that when Little Fathead took power, there was a great deal of optimism that the, because he was so young, he'd traveled, he was educated outside North Korea, that there would be an opening up. There would be an increase right. in freedoms, an increase in interaction with the outside world. And there's not been, in fact, there's been a clamping down. Meanwhile, because of the internet and a little freeing up of commerce and the rest of it, people have more and more awareness of the outside world. So the, you know, the feeling you got from the defectors is that dissatisfaction is growing in a big hurry there. Yep. And you know, there's only one thing you can do as a dictator, and that's to clamp down even further. So where that goes, nobody knows.
4: Turns out Pringles is going where no chips have gone before. The makers of Pringles have created an entire Thanksgiving meal of stackable potato chips this year. USA Today reports the company has got new Thanksgiving dinner chips with eight flavors, including turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, cranberry sauce, creamed corn, green bean casserole, mac and cheese and pumpkin pie
0: cream corn flavored
4: pringles (laughs) the chips don't come apparently in the usual pringles can these chips come in a tv dinner style tray with separate sections for the different flavored chips that is funny i am going to see if i can buy some of those sounds most interesting that's your news i'm marshall phillips the armstrong Giddy show the voice of the west good publicity for that mr pringle yeah, normally we sell
0: ads, Marshall. <laughs> I haven't had a Pringle in a while. Decent, decent chip. Yeah, baby. Ah, it's unique.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Shelf life is probably 15 years.
0: <laughs> so this guy, um, he's a super quick learner. He's got a weird brain. And he set himself out 12 goals for the year that most of us couldn't accomplish in a lifetime. He was going to try to do one a month. Wow. Learn Hebrew, how to do a backflip. What else? How to play the guitar. Do 10 push ups. How to beat the world champion at chess. All of those he took on in one year. All right. Stay tuned. It's a pretty interesting story on The Armstrong and Getty Show. Speed learner, and everybody's known him his whole life. says so he's just he's just he's just got a ridiculous brain. For whatever reason, he's got ability to learn stuff really, really fast. Always has mm. since he was a little kid. Mm. Talking about in college, uh, they heard some music coming out of the room and they went in there and it was uh, some people from India playing a sitar. And Max sat down with him in 15 minutes. He was playing the sitar with him. Just, wow, that's just the way his brain wow. works. Wow. And so he um, he decided to uh, challenge himself to uh, a whole bunch of tasks over a year, and he was going to do one a month. And he uh, he accomplished the first 11, and we'll tell you about the 12th in a second, but he memorized the order of a deck of cards in less than two minutes. He worked on m- memory tricks and things to improve your memory. He was able to memorize the order of a deck of cards in less than two minutes. <laughs> Dr- took uh, art lessons until he could draw a realistic self-portrait within a month. Uh, solve a Rubik's Cube in under 20 seconds, having never tried it before. Land a standing backflip. He worked with gymnasts and stuff.
1: Please, I'd be in a chair. Play me in a wheelchair.
0: Play an improv- improvisational blues guitar solo. Um, hold a 30 minute conversation in Hebrew on the future of technology. What? He learned that in a month. Build a self driving car. Develop Perfect Pitch, which he did in a month. Able to identify 20 random... Wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Did you just gloss over Build a Self-Driving Car? Yeah.
0: Uh, He's a tech guy, so that one is less surprising to me, reading a little bit about his background. but Develop Perfect Pitch, and the ability to identify 20 random musical notes in a row. Can
1: you develop that? I always thought that was something you were born with.
0: Finish a Saturday New York Times crossword puzzle in one sitting. I don't know how you'd do that. No, Uh, it's not that hard. I mean... Have you ever done well, the New well, York it's, Times it's, crossword puzzles? It's, uh, it's pretty it's, hard.
1: Well, still, design a self-driving car, finish a crossword puzzle. Seriously? <laughs> it's the world's hardest crossword puzzle. Oh, it's hard as hell, but it's no, you know,
0: driving a car. Half-hour conversation about tech in Hebrew? Complete one continuous set of 40 pull-ups. That'd just be exercise, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, that and the backflip one
3: don't seem to have much to do with, like, the learning of the brain sort of thing. Well, even the backflip one, I mean, there's a lot of neurological stuff going on there. The pull-ups is just brute force, isn't it?
0: Continuously freestyle rap for three minutes. I think I could do that right now. It might not be good. Does it have to be a certain level of good? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're almost done with the show, and then we're going to go home, and I'll have to clean up from breakfast because my wife left it on the table. But then I'll walk into the garage, and I'll start working on that. Throw in a rhyme (laughs) if you're able. (laughs) Do I have to? But anyway, his goal for October was to defeat the world champion in chess. The current world champion is the coolest name in the history of chess, Magnus Carlsen. Hmm. who is the highest score any chess master's ever had. So he's the world's greatest chess player of all time, this Magnus Carlsen, and he agreed to play this dude in a game of chess. And of the 12 goals he set out for him, this is the only one he was not able to accomplish. But he did last uh, almost 70 moves, almost 80 moves with the dude. Wow. Before he was defeated, studying chess for a month. Wow. And says that he was, uh, uh, while he wished he would have won, he was thrilled with everything he learned from the process about learning He's trying to learn about brain hacks, how the brain learns, and try yeah. to pick up some stuff that it can, can apply to other people.
1: Wow. Well, a, a guy with that aptitude and that interest, yeah, he could be really useful to neurological science, you would think. Yeah. Well, couldn't he say, oh, no, 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 here's how I connect it. And the scientists go, oh.
0: Maybe, I don't know. Or not maybe. He, yeah. Or he's got a one in a billion brain.
1: I saw a book on the shelf uh, yesterday. I'm, I was tempted to grab it, but I uh, didn't. Uh, w- one of the many books I have that I haven't read about the discovery of the human brain and that how that, I mean, and and the fact that it is what it is and how that
0: changed human history.
1: What year I was, was intrigued that? By that?
0: Prior to that, they thought it was... nineteen eighty four. Prior to that, did they think it was all about the soul and everything? Um, sure. I haven't read it. I told you that. I'm guessing that'd be the case. Here's our announcer.
4: And now, final thoughts from Armstrong and Getty.
1: (laughs) Thank you, 1940s character actor. (laughs) Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought
4: from Marshall Phillips. Marshall, I am going to go out and look for those Pringles Thanksgiving dinner in a can. I think that'd be fascinating. If I find it, I'll bring it in tomorrow. We'll all feast. Beautiful.
3: Positive, Sean. Final thought? Yes, I need to go to a... I don't have a good, funny way to say this. I'm trying to make a joke about how my hamstrings are so tight you can play them like a fiddle, but I I failed. You're still sore? Yeah, I'm still very sore is the point because I played football over the weekend like an idiot. Will you ever do it again? Eh, probably in a couple weeks, yeah. Mm.
4: Michelangelo, final thought.
2: I wanted to take a picture of this for you guys, but on Friday I saw a homeless guy with his dog, and the dog was wearing sunglasses, a coat, and a derby hat. You gotta do this with your new dog,
1: Joe. Maybe the dog has a home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jack, final thought. Why are some people like this Max Deutsch person and some people like me? I'm not sure if I had an entire month I could figure out how to set up my phone on auto pay for the bill. Yeah. And
1: like mean, give me a month, I couldn't do it. Your brain's candy coated. My final thought is that now that the three basketball players are out of China and saved from years in jail, LeVar Ball, the father of Le'Angelo, is unaccepting of what I did for his son and that shoplifting is no big deal. I should have left him in jail. Wait, that isn't my final thought. That was a tweet from the president over the weekend that we really should have talked about today. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. That
0: is just, uh, well, it's so Donald Trump. Pretty funny.
1: I just hope the two of them continue to go at each other. LeVar Ball, if you don't know his act, is an obnoxious <laughs> prick. And uh, he and the president have at each other. Enjoy.
0: Steve Kerr of the Golden State Warriors said that the media should ignore both of them. And they're back and forth. But He said you probably can't ignore the president, but you could uh, ignore <laughs> this other guy. If you yes, to. yes. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
1: So many people to thanks. So a little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. We have some great links there, the stories we talked about, the books, etc. Our contact info is there. We'd love to hear from you. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Two more days of this week for
0: a lot of people.
1: I'm already exhausted. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. God bless America.
2: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. (laughs) The show's over. Bye-bye. I don't even know what side I would be on if I had to pick. I mean, maybe I'm liberal because I do live in a gay neighborhood. But then, maybe I'm conservative because I never want to live in a black neighborhood again.
1: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.